I'm Ramsey the loud one. I'm Jesse the short one. Put, Put us both, both into one. We are. Lots of noise, always too fast. Lots of laughs. Here's our podcast, the loud and short of it. Hi, welcome to the loud and short of it. I'm Ramsey. I'm the loud one. I'm Jesse. I'm the short one. This month or this week, we're doing our uh, monthly movie review, and uh, it's quite a humdinger. <laughs> Most of the movie theaters are shut down, but. Right now we got uh, Onward and Invisible Man. Yes, those were the only two that we were able to watch yeah. uh, before the before Travis County went into a full on, full on quarantine. Yeah, don't tell them where we live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be quiet. Yeah. We don't talk about Austin on here. So uh, before we get into either movie, I want to state you can't really judge these movies based on how much money they've made. Yeah, which is sad because I think both these movies deserve more than they've made so far. Onward was out for, I think, three weeks, mm-hmm. and Invisible Man was out for a full month. But Invisible Man was still doing really good, especially because nothing else was out around it. Yeah. And Onward isn't competition for it. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting time for movies and the world. Yeah. Uh, but let's just get into one. You want to start with Onward? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, critics? 87. Oh, I'm supposed to guess. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Audience, what do you think? 9 D8. Ooh, 95. Oh, 95. Shit. You're pretty close. And my personal score. I'll let you guess that one as well. Since you just love guessing. 87. I said 96. Oh, okay, ew. What? Loved it. Wow, okay. Okay, and your score? Uh fuck. Ah, I don't want to be a fucking Grinch. Ooh. It's like uh, 85. Yeah. 85. Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I bet if you're you went critic, back... You're just two you're points right. behind yeah. the critic. If you went back I, and looked at all the monthly reviews, I guarantee you I've said 85 90 times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it made $103 million so far worldwide. Uh, $39 million opening weekend. So even before all of this, that is a terrible opening weekend for this movie. Yeah, that's not because, good. Because, and this is insane, budget, $185 million, give or take. Jesus Christ. That is a huge budget. And I mean, it is Pixar, so it was incredibly, uh, the, the, the power to animate is the way that Pixar, Pixar does. Is it, is it Disney? It's fucking Pixar. But I understand the confusion because Disney owns everything now. That whenever you see all the titles mm-hmm. pop up at the beginning, it just lists like 40 different giant conglomerates with Mickey Mouse hidden yeah. in each one of them. I miss like, now like whenever I have kids and I show them Star Wars, and then they're just like, okay, I want to watch Hercules now. I'm just like, ah, when I was a kid, these weren't the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you just want to get into our takes, getting into the, the nitty gritties? Uh, yeah, I want your take first. Positive before... Positive uh, with some my take on it. is as we already talked about, it's a Pixar movie. Pixar has never made a bad movie except for all the bad movies they've made. Mm-hmm. Like Wally and Toy Story Four. Uh, you can go fuck yourself on <laughs> Wally, but they've made uh all the sequels to Cars, Dick, and uh, Cars Two is good. I hear uh, Cars Two bad. I'm gonna tell you Cars Two was so bad that I'm not gonna watch three. Did you watch Cars Two? I, yeah, I think I did. I did not watch I either. Memory, I have a memory of it. I watched Cars 1, and my younger siblings were like, this is bad! And I was like, you fucking apes! <laughs> this is a quality film! I remember after Cars, they, they like, sold merchandise the same way that they did for Frozen. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it being cringy and annoying. ka And there was, like, yeah, there was all the, the Mater 
He had... Uh, yeah, he was like Toe Mater, but without the tuck. Ex- exactly, yeah. exactly. And he had, like, dolls and figures yeah. and weird. It and was he, too he much. He got, like, a short... Like, he had, like, a little short. Yeah. It was just all It was also it was Larry the Cable Guy, and you just... He gets fucking grating. He does. Larry the Cable Guy does not exist in the human mind past 2012. <laughs> I believe in that strongly. Uh, but to, to overarch my take on this and why I gave it such high high reviews, I don't cry in movies almost ever, and this movie got me so close to crying. Mm. I went and saw it with my girlfriend, and she was just weeping. Halfway through the movie, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm just dead inside, I guess. Yeah. But I, I was, like, on the verge there. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I had a point where I was like... Tears too, for, yeah. like, some of it. I had, I had a just... It was, like, Just Mercy. Whenever I was just like, all right, this is the opportune time to cry. Come on, baby, you got this. <laughs> I have fucking nothing. Yeah. I was trying so hard. It, it's really good, though, because it... Fuck, are you done with the stats and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's really good, though. Like, I, I did, like... Um, they, they hit on something that they don't hit on in movies... Which is, like, siblings being, like, a diet parent. Which, yeah. for me, that hit home really hard. Because, like, I have three younger siblings who are, like, much younger than me. And, like, a lot of times there would be... You know, my parents would just be, like... You know, they, they did their best. Like, there were certain things where, like, it was helpful to have me step in and just be, like, this is how you operate in life. Mom and dad are not going to be real with you because they can't. Like, yeah. Society tells them they can't be real with you. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, it was, it, that was really interesting to me. And having those two actors that had worked together before, I think, made that work a lot better. Yeah. Every, um, it felt, oh, okay, you got a negative take? For I, it? so I have a, I have a whole, I want you to get into that first, because my negative take is, is a bit ancillary. I feel like every scene with the brothers, which was the entire movie, the, all the interactions between the brothers felt like a legitimate thing that could happen. It wasn't, there wasn't like moments where I was like, this is silly and just to propel the plot line or the, or the story forward. I was like, no, it, these, this feels like how they would interact together. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Like it was great. Like they definitely did a great job. And Um, when when the fuck up brother fucks up and the other one is just trying to be nice to him, but still is like, you're a giant fuck up. Yeah. The whole time I was just like, this, this is a real situation. I was like, this isn't a silly movie trope. I was like, yeah, people, people go through this. You have that fuck up. Yeah. They're like, ah, I love you so much, but you total fuck up. I would have liked this movie more if the younger brother was the fuck up. Cause I was just straight laced and perfect as a child. Uh, I did nothing wrong. I was always the fucking, the one getting on other people's asses, but seeing this, bumbling Dungeons and Dragons playing buffoon drive a van and get yelled at by his fucking dorky ass virgin brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was a strange experience. But it was <laughs> I can really also good. say I didn't like that the kid with the van was the fuck up because throughout this entire movie I kept having to deal with uh, Taylor looking at me every time the van got brought up in any way. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I did spend my entire teen years driving a piece of shit van <laughs> that I loved and cherished and turned into something that I thought was cool. The Van sequel is coming back one day. I don't care if I have to fund it. It's happening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it was really good. But the one thing... Oh, real quick before we get into that. Uh, the mom in this movie is fucking awesome. Yes. The mom in this movie... like I, She's voiced by Julia uh, Louise Dreyfus, mm-hmm. Elaine from Seinfeld. She's fucking hilarious. She's not annoying. She's nice about her sons. And this honestly leads into like one thing that I kind of have a problem with this movie... It doesn't feel like this movie needs to be in a fantasy world. Mm. I feel like these could have been regular kids going on like a fantasy adventure. It's just not Pixar's thing, though. Yeah, I know. It just felt weirdly grounded. 
Yeah. For what it was. Because, like, I watched Bright, which is the greatest movie of all time, <laughs> and Will Smith is just capping orcs and cops, and it's just super weird. But, like, this movie never felt like. Like, if they would have reanimated this without the elf ears, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been a weird movie. I think we would have been like, yeah, I kind of get this. They yeah. can see where this, how this is happening. I, I, you're definitely right. They could make tweaks and turn it into a normal movie, but I think that that here's an it's interesting thing. I think if you do that, it doesn't. It, it stops being a children's movie. How do you it mean? becomes an animated movie that's just too like, real. Like yeah, that's just a normal <laughs> movie that is not even branded as children's this movie. This shit turns into Spiderwick Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas this gave it that, like, just enough of that, like, fun, whimsical nature to it and enough puns, which were yeah. good. There, were, there wasn't, which Pixar rarely does, but a lot of children's movies do, there wasn't that cringy children's humor throughout it where you're like, I can't, fuck, this is annoying. Yeah, I didn't roll my eyes throughout this movie. Yeah. It was, like, it was pretty solid. Which I think Pixar almost never does. Yeah. So it, it's, it's on brand for But them. when they do make me roll my eyes, they nearly pop out of my damn skull. <laughs> Uh, I do want to. I have. I have a two critiques of this movie. Okay. One is a universal critique for children's animated movies. Yeah. Um. Stop getting famous people to voice act. Oh. There are professional voice actors who are very good at what they do and could have done maybe a better job. Um. And I think that it's weird to me and it bothers me that actors are do this and they kind of like go and do it for a week or whatever and then they cash out you know really big when like. You know, Disney didn't need to blow out the fucking budget. They could have just gotten some voice actors who actually voice act for a living. That's a very a good great, point. Yeah, gotten a great, um, a great performance, and then lowered the fucking budget. I bet Especially you a quarter of that budget is just to the star power. Yeah, and I and I think when you are Disney and Pixar, you kind of don't need that star power. No, they didn't need to blow the money on no. on these actors because all they had to do was slap on a, a jumping lamp. And some some mouse ears, yeah. and people are gonna go see the fucking movie. Nobody fucking cares that Tom Hanks is Woody. No one cares that that yeah. fucking. Uh, now Tim that Allen one, Buzz Lightyear. they there, might I, have when Toy Story one came out. I see why they made that choice back then. No, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen were two of the biggest actors of the nineties. I know, but I think I think back then Pixar was finding its footing and yeah, needed that star true. power to propel their first thing. Now Pixar. No one doesn't know what Pixar is. When yeah. Toy Story 1 came out, Pixar was like this arguable stepchild of Disney mm-hmm. that had quit and then got like bought out. And yeah, all, all, yeah, by, yeah, there's a whole documentary <laughs> you can find on Netflix yeah. about it. Uh, but Pixar is a household name now. They don't need yeah. those stars to sell their movies. Part of the reason I bring that up is because I, I do find myself frustrated with that. Um, a few years ago, like, I, I wanted to get into voice acting at some point in my life. And a few, like, well, it was like six years ago. I got, like, super into voice actors and just, like, how they work and stuff, and it's, it's super cool. And that was one of the arguments I saw brought up there, just like, yeah, you know, it'd be cool if we could get, like, a Disney thing. Like, Troy Baker was like, it'd be cool if I could work for Disney, but, like, they don't fucking care about me. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have a real-life face, like, they don't consider you an actor. And yeah. I was like, it's kind of a bummer. Get into my second critique of this pile of dog shit. No, uh-huh. I'm kidding. Um, I felt like... There was some weird shit that happened in this movie to where it was... You know how I said it was grounded? Mm-hmm. I felt like the Pixies getting their wings didn't matter, and him, like... Certain things didn't matter as much as I thought they would. Like, him being a wizard. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there are other wizards. Like, this must be something else. But it, it wasn't. And I was like, ah. 
I feel like if there's an onward the payoff two, is like just within their family structure. There's yeah. not a world payoff. No, the world building in this movie is bad. Yeah, but, I can agree with that. But that's in fact, you might have just knocked it down some points in my head. Now that I'm thinking about like how strongly they like the the father encouraged that magic needs to come back and technology, yeah. and then in the end, none of that paid off. Yeah, well. I I will give a a small little like little bump up and little counter argument to my own argument. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it at the very end they almost saved it for me. Because they started playing a little bit with like what it means to like like find that little bit of magic in yourself, but the yeah. way they set it up wasn't good. Mm-hmm. But at the end, I was like, ah, like you just the context of this was not pushing through properly. So like at the end, when like the the cop takes off his hat or whatever, and he's like, oh, I'm a stallion, I'm gonna run, and then yes. like the manticore, it was hilarious. yeah, it was fun. The manticore starts like being crazy again, but mm-hmm. around children, which is fine now. <laughs> um, I felt it was the the. And message was, find the bit of magic within yourself or whatever. Yeah. Which was cool, but it would have been way fucking cooler if they were like, onward two, there's tons of wizards. <laughs> Welcome to wizard school, Valiant, or whatever the fuck your name was. Uh, I hate that you're even saying onward two. Can we just let it be a nice story? Fuck no, dude. We're going to we're gonna go all the way till onward four we're where ba- Barley, the older brother, just beats the shit out of his younger brother for some pussy. Okay. I have That's one more kind of positive kind of positive take before we, before we ended on here uh yeah let's see you shoot this one down while okay. being recorded oh don't do this i thought it was cool that without making it a thing at all oh, you piece there's of a shit. lesbian couple and a disabled kid in the movie and they never they never like draw attention to it it's just part of the movie i noticed the lesbian one yeah it made uh, me happy the other the person i saw it with also didn't notice the disabled kid it's one of the guys that he goes and asks uh to his birthday party at the start of the movie he's he's, he's got in a wheelchair a, no, he's got a... Oh, the big the, guy! The crutches, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got, got the... Like, the same thing that the kid from... Yeah, cerebral palsy. Yeah. He has that, and then he's still... It's not like he broke a leg. He has that at the end of the movie yeah. as well. And they just, like, never draw attention to it. It's just part of things. Which I think is just super cool, especially in children's movies compared to when yeah. it happens in adult movies because it's like now some kid that has cerebral palsy sees himself yeah. in a silly animated movie that he never saw up until... A few years yeah, ago. That is neat, and they did do it properly. I did it's not... It's not... Yeah. The, the the thing where the officer was uh, gay, I was like, oh, neat, and I it moved on immediately. I noticed the the kid having the things. Yeah. I just... I didn't think about it, though. I was like, okay, naturally. And I think... I think us talking about it right now, five years from now, that's just gonna be in all kinds of movies, and no one's even gonna, like, notice it. It's just yeah. gonna be like, oh, well, of course... 10% of people are gay and some people are yeah. disabled. Like, And that, I think, you can call me a fucking uh, stupid liberal on it or whatever you want. I just think that that's good, especially in children's movies. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah, no, I think a representation is, because representation is cool and it's important. Like, there's like a, like a Black Panther. People were like bitching about Black Panther. I was like, no, no, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, there are kids being super happy. I remember when fucking Damian Wayne um, Batman's, uh, so Batman had a kid with, the, we're getting through this real quick, trust uh-huh, me, uh-huh. he had a kid with Talia al Ghul who's Arab, and so Damian Wayne was the new Robin, and he was half Arab and half white, mm-hmm. and I was super fucking hyped, because yeah. he had dark hair, and he looked kind of pale like me, and I was like, holy shit, this kid's awesome, <laughs> then he ended up being kind of a piece of shit, but I was like, hey, th- those three months, baby, I was flying high, <laughs> that was great, uh, but yeah, onward, uh, go watch Onward. It's it's on it's on some shit. It's 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 early uh, cinema now. Oh really? Yeah. So they're the digital rentals. It is twenty dollars, 
But keep in mind, if you're watching it's $20, this... $20, watch it with your family or whoever you're quarantined with. Watch yeah. it with three friends, it's $5 each. It's yeah. worth it. It is. Cheaper it's than a, if you went and saw it in theaters. It's a good movie. Um, now, moving on to the other movie that I have way more... A way very more similar personal movie. stake in. A very Exactly the same movie. movie. The same Invisible beats. Man. Yeah. Okay, you want to guess the critic score? How many vans are in this movie? Mm, there's an SUV... There's actually two SUVs. No two vans, SUVs. though. Two SUVs. How many cops are in this movie? A lot. A lot of cops. Yeah. There's only three cops in Onward. Cops. Fuck. No, with all the cops shit. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guess the critic score. 91. Damn. Killed it. Yeah, Audience it's almost score. like I got the critic score yeah. this one. <laughs> there we go. Audience score was 88. Remarkably close. Yeah. That usually doesn't happen. Yeah. At any, at any moment. I'm shocked by both of those. I'm giving it... In 82. Wow, that's more generous than I thought you would. I liked it. I really liked yeah. the movie. Um, it, keep in mind, my scores are not based on how good I think the movies are. They're based on how much I liked the movie. They're horribly... Yeah. They're, I'm, not, I'm not looking at this as a critic. Yeah. I gave uh, uh, 1917 a terrible review just because yeah. I fucking hate that movie. I mean, but I recognize it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, fuck. I guess putting a number on it... Dude, like a 90. Okay. It's... You want to get into the budget and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, then, then we'll do our takes. Okay. Uh, it made $49 million so far worldwide, which, again, can't really can't really yeah. blame them for that. Uh, $29 million from opening weekend, which is That's pretty good. Old. Yeah. And then this is what's insane. Budget, $9 million. If this movie ceased right now, they'd be fine. I guarantee you that that $9 million was mostly Elizabeth Moss's paycheck. It's made more than five times as much as it cost, yeah. and it got completely screwed over yeah. on its release date. So, very impressive. I'm glad okay. I want to see this one in theaters. Let's do, I, yeah, let's do your take first. Um, so, I have vested interest in this. Not, well, I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, I fucking love Invisible Man. Uh, Lever Extraordinary Gentleman was one of my favorite comics, mm-hmm. and he's one of them. Uh, Adrian Griffith is like this, like, super fucking, like, weird megalomaniac, like, criminal, like, kind of a piece of shit, and he, like, steals shit, and he's the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they did him in this movie is the only fucking way that could have worked. Because I guarantee you this was going to be some cheesy-ass fucking bullshit with Johnny Depp where he's like, oh, I'm a man of mystery, and I'm a good guy, and this movie's a fucking white feeder, and he sucks ass. Yeah. They they com- they kind of from the other the Invisible Man movie. It's completely different. Oh yeah, it's fucking Hollow Man. He's just ugh. yeah yeah. I hadn't seen the original The Invisible Man, so I had to look up comparisons. Still haven't seen it, but I but yeah. I have a general gist of just how different this movie is. Yeah. from the original, and I think they branched out and tried something different and didn't stick to source material, and they did it in an amazing way. I think this movie in concept is better than the original Invisible Man. I completely agree. And the only reason we like that so much is because it was it's so old. You know, it's just one of those classic things. Like like the fucking League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was like, oh, Alan Quartermain and fucking Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde. Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde come out today, no one fucking care. Yeah. Like, we already have that. It's called The Hulk. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, what, so, how did you feel about the Invisible Man... After he's revealed, like, the suit and everything. Not just the lead-up to where, like, oh, Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist. It's crazy. <laughs> you mean, like... So, so here... I'm just gonna get in my criticisms. Okay. That's where I'm gonna start. 
Uh, first criticism: uh, the movie branded itself horribly. Yep. I think we can all. I don't. I don't even want to talk about it because the trailer's dick. Everything leading up to the movie is dick. I thought the movie was going to be dick, and then the movie was really good. Mm-hmm. So whoever was in charge of the advertising of this movie, go fuck yourself. That's all we're going to talk about. That. Uh, the other thing is, I just don't think it's scary. It's so suspenseful, but at no point was I legitimately scared. I don't think it's supposed to be scary. And that's why it doesn't bother me that much. But yeah, well. <laughs> it did brand itself as it was going to be scary, and then it's not fucking scary at all. Well, that's the thing, though, with that. And I have I have sympathy for movies like this. Like, you need to get asses in seats. Yeah. Like, for this specifically. Because Universal already, like, they were trying to make this big fucking, um, this dark universe shit with, like, the mummy and all this garbage. And then it, it all fell through. Johnny Depp was supposed to be the Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. And now they... Leigh Whannell, who was, uh, he co- co-produced and co-wrote uh, the Insidious movies with James Wan, uh, he went and he was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna write this movie, I'm gonna fucking direct it, and he, I feel like, the reason I like this movie so much is because it is a thrilling movie that is, is advertised as a, a horror movie that turns into almost an action movie. Yes. Which is just really fucking weird, and you think it's bad, but it, it works It works really well. extremely well. Um, but that's where my second and my, I only have two criticisms. This is where my second criticism is. They never explain in a reasonable way why the Invisible Man has super strength. Oh, fucking tosses his wife around like she weighs 13 pounds and throws her like, and breaks like two feet of drywall at one point and tosses a table in one motion. Yeah. And it just... What once it happens the first time you're like okay he's a, he's a Superman yeah but then like each the first five seconds of each time that he's using his strength mm-hmm. my brain's just like but you haven't explained this is it the suit what is causing yeah. this my biggest thing with that is that it seemed like he was he was an athlete and that was kind of set up because you remember in the beginning when he's running after her yeah 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 so it's not just that because I, I had this conversation with my sister after we watched it even when he's fighting and shit. You have to consider that if you're fighting someone and they can't see you, yeah, you can wind up as much as you need to. And even like throwing the table, like the reason I give it a break on that is because I don't think he did anything that he he they pushed it almost too far, but he didn't push it to they didn't push it to a point where I was like I can't watch this movie. I thought it was great. There was never a point where I was like this is garbage. I never yeah. I never it never really even took me out of the movie. It it's yeah. not the worst, but I do think it's a valid criticism. They could have yeah. made him less strong, and it wouldn't have changed the movie at all. You could have had the movie, and in anything, it would have felt more grounded and more scary yeah. if you were like, oh, this makes sense. But at multiple times, he like grabbed somebody's arm, made them do something with their own arm, and then went back, and you're like, that that's not how that would work. Like, yeah. if, if No matter how strong this dude is, if I'm a normal guy, he's not grabbing my arm and making me punch myself. I'm going to fucking move my head. Like, I'm not... They made him too powerful, but well, you have to consider that you've never had an invisible person attack you. That's true, but they yeah. were even there were moments when somebody knew that that shit was yeah, about to come, true. and then they don't. I mean, and I get it. All of it is arguable. Yeah, but they could have scaled it back a little bit, and then it wouldn't. And then you wouldn't have to have the argument. Yeah. So I, the reason I will defend it on how goofy it is is because I think it leaned into the goofiness perfectly. Mm-hmm. He kind of like he was a uh, he was just an ocular dude or optics dude, and he he was that was his profession, and so he ends up making this invisible suit to stalk his wife because he's a psychopath, 
The only thing that I would say, one of my criticisms of the movie is that I was disappointed that it wasn't going to get to a point where Adrian Griffin was going to be doing weird shit and, like, pulling heists. I thought at the end of that movie, Uh, he was going to get away and we were going to get, like, a fucking borderline suicide squad moment where, like, the Invisible Man's been full fucking spec ops missions because he's obviously a trained killer. No, I actually liked the ending. It, I think it's, I think it, the ending's good, but what I wanted was vastly different. Uh, it, I feel like it tied it up. It, yeah. it made something that you, like, for example, I mean, I brought it up just a second ago on accident, 1917. I didn't like that movie because it was 100% suspense for the whole movie, and by the end of it, I literally was just like, I don't care. I was like, if this guy dies, he dies. If he lives, he lives. I've, I'm... No explosion is scaring me anymore because you've been setting them off for two hours. Mm-hmm. This movie had the most perfect balance of being like, now you have to stare at the screen and you are in the movie and sweating. Yeah. And then the next second, it's like, okay, well, you know where this is leading. You're just you're just watching a fun family interaction. Yeah. And then you just right back to the suspense and you're just, you never know what to do yeah. all the way until the, to the last, like, two seconds of the movie you're still like oh god but what actually happened where is this going i think they also timed it perfectly to where when they revealed him yeah where i was like uh, because you do get a little bit tired of it you're like oh okay yeah he's visible fucking get it and then it's like oh fuck he's like half invisible half half here because he fucks up his suit at one point and it's just like but the fight scenes are cool they are. They're, They're actually cool. fucking cool. They look badass. She also doesn't fall into the, the tropes of traditional horror movies of just doing the dumbest shit. There's some some moments where you're like, that's a dumb... Why would you get up there? Why would you put yourself in a corner? Yeah. But she's also fighting an invisible thing. So, like... Yeah. She can't do... Like, the whole time, you're never taken out like I am. Because I like this movie a lot as a horror film because I genuinely don't like witches and and... And I don't like uh, supernatural stuff. Yeah. And this grounded itself in quote unquote science, and it just made me like it a little bit more because I was yeah. like, okay, they've given an explanation for these things. Yeah. So I can get into the movie. We do get into the class argument of like, I don't think dudes are scary. Like, I, I like <laughs> even the Invisible Man was got the closest where I was like, mm, yes, I could not beat his ass. Maybe. But I, but here's the thing, the invisible what actually struck fear and suspense into this movie, I don't think were the fight scenes. At no, no it's point, just con- that, it was the fact that sh- there was no way out for her. Yeah. And she she can't choose to go fight this monster. It's not it. Yeah. Where you can then go and go fight it in its home. <laughs> Call it a <laughs> pussy. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing... the She tried eight different ways to be like, look, he's really here, and it was never going to work. Yeah. And him fighting her was like, that's the least scary thing he was doing. Yeah. Hey, hey, whenever she's like... The, the scariest moment of the movie for me was when she was in that job interview and she opened her fucking briefcase. Yeah. And it was empty. I was like, this is awful. Because, like, the thing is, like, the, the manipulation is a scary part, which is why I thought The Invisible Man was kind of interesting as a concept. God, I'm about to get real film boy nerdy in here. Uh-huh. But as a concept, because it kind of did, him being like a spousal, or, or like a, a wife abuser and everything, like that, and it, pairing that with the Invisible Man concept worked really well, because it was one of those things that you can't always see. Like, whenever your friend's being abused or whatever. Yeah. And so it kind of works through, because she was at a point where she was being so controlled, she had to pull her own spec ops fucking mission to get out of the house. Yeah. And then he almost catches her. And yeah. it's just stuff like that where no one saw, 
And all realize, of all of her friends handled, and her sister handle this in a way that you're like, this is how a normal friend would deal with this. Like, yeah. when when she quote unquote hits her friend's daughter. Yeah. Like from his perspective, he has a he has his friend has obviously gone through a horrible domestic violence situation, but now she's hit his daughter. Yeah. Like you, at that point, it's your daughter. Like fuck your friend. Yeah. I she should have gotten her mental help but like she also yeah. hit her daughter so you just got to leave but that's the thing it's like you can only help her so much exactly she's she's fucking dude she's like she's ptsd any normal person would think she was just batshit insane yeah and they play into that perfectly yeah. it, it did take away just some final notes it took away my classic fucking ghost story movie where i always say if one of my friends comes up to me who's totally normal otherwise and says there's a ghost haunting me I'll look at them and be like, let's find out. Let's mm. see. I believe you right now because there's no point in me being like, my sane friend is now crazy. And even if he is, I'd rather give him a little bit of rope for it to at first. Yeah. Why not? I would don't. I would not have that same reaction. Tomorrow, but... if you tell me that a go- there, like Rams, there's a ghost in his house, I'm be like, okay, let's leave. I would want you. I would want you to take me to a hospital, big quick. Oh, I, mean, I would no. I don't want you to play into my thing at all. Don't get me wrong. The hospital would be coming, but, <laughs> but, but, but like that's individual. But in first reaction, I'll be like, hmm, this is possible. <laughs> if, this, this maybe. I don't believe in ghosts. I actually, I think they're fake. But hey, who knows? Yeah. What if I'm fucking wrong? <laughs> uh, but uh, I feel like uh, you have any final notes for Invisible Man? Yeah. Why do you keep spending so much money on your movies? You can yeah. make a movie this good for nine million. That was or probably you, just the house in the beginning. Or you can blow a hundred and seventy-five million, and you can make Onward. Yeah, a movie about which well, that's animation, so it's kind of an unfair comparison. But nonetheless, we've proven time and time again that some of the best movies made each year are some of the lowest of the budgets. Yep. Stop. Investing so much in the movies. Star Wars Episode Nine actually cost nine dollars. Make ten ten million dollar movies, not one hundred million dollar movie. It'll be better. Maybe. One of those will be better. You got you got ten shots to beat it. <laughs> you got it. It's just breaking shit. You give consider- ten smaller writers and and hundreds of smaller actors a chance to prove themselves over making more giant blockbuster. You're putting too much faith in the American people that they're going to go see these movies. Same thing with Tom Hanks and fucking Tim Allen. Well, look, people saw this one. Need. Yeah, they did see this one because Elizabeth Moss was in it, though. Well, she's the that's hottest. all you need. She's a hot hot Still kept, hot it, kept it at $9 million. <sighs> and you, can, you can get famous people think, and keep it cheap. I think if you make a movie that is under the caliber of Avengers Endgame as far as monetary sp- expense goes that you should not be making a movie. I only want to see $10 trillion. <laughs> I want to give the government the $1 trillion. The price of a dollars. small country. That's yes. the minimum for a movie. I want to give Disney $1 trillion. I said the government on accident. <laughs> I want to give Disney what $1 trillion dollars and have them make Avengers 4 or 5 <laughs> or whatever the fuck we're on. I want to see what that looks like. My lord. Oh. I don't. I don't at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That so concludes our uh, monthly movie review for, uh, what are we in, March? Yeah. Oh, God, what a slow year. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Stay safe week? and healthy. We will be back next week with a From the Ground Up. Perfect. All right, thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening.